The Long Box Crusade presents Death Probe's Grab Bag Surprise Attack. Get ready for a surprise! I'm your host, Jared Albrecht, the Yard Sale Artist, a.k.a. Death Probe, and this is a series of mini-podcasts made exclusively for our Crusaders Club members. So if you're listening to this on our Longbox Crusade public feed, that means the Crusaders Club heard this episode weeks ago. If you want to get in on that kind of easy listening, amongst many other perks of being a Crusaders Club member, just go to patreon.com and search Longbox Crusade for as little as $1 a month. You too can join the Crusade. Let's get back to the show. On this show, I literally surprise attack my guests. They have no idea what's going on, even at this exact moment. So here's the deal. I have two local stores. I have a Burks and a TJ Maxx, and they occasionally carry those $5 grab bags that contain five older comics. I have acquired a bag, <laughs> and now I'm surprising it on my guest. Welcome to Grab Bag Surprise Attack, Van Allen Plexico from the White Rocket <laughs> Entertainment Network. <laughs> Hello. Well, you... I was just kidding when I said the podcast, but you weren't kidding. It really is one. Okay. You are on a show. You're on like episode, this is probably nine or ten. I've surprised several people <laughs> using this method. Whoa. Uh, uh, so before we get going, tell the folks out there about your podcasting. What do you do? What is your levels of nerdery? That kind of thing. What don't I do? That's a good question. I know. Um, as soon as I asked that question, I was like, this is going to be a longer episode. <laughs> how, how much time do we have? I mean, Let's well, see. I mean, award winning author. Yeah. yeah okay. I've, I've got, I've got, I guess, 18 novels and uh, numerous nonfiction books in print and anthologies and all that kind of stuff. Three time novel of the year winner. I'm proud to say at the, at the Pulp Factor Awards in Chicago. I, uh, there's again, there's so many. I co host <laughs> AU Wishbone, the football show with John. And I'm host the White Rocket show with whoever I can get on every episode or so, whenever the mood strikes me. It's an intermittent show whenever the mood strikes me. And I go, ooh, I'm interested in talking about so-and-so. Let me find somebody that wants to talk to me about that. That's how it works. <laughs> I think I've and been then, on a couple of those. <laughs> that's correct. Yes. And then there's the James Bond show you're familiar with. Uh, you're a part of it, the On Her Majesty's Secret podcast. So that's the podcasting stuff. And then the books and comics we're trying to work on. And um, yeah. All right. Well, Van does a lot of stuff. He's big in the podcast sphere. He's actually written several novels, creating his own comic book universe. He's got the whole yeah, Sentinel nine. series, nine novels in the Sentinel series. I can't recommend it enough. So it's very appropriate he joined me here on Grab Bag Surprise Attack. Here's what we're going to do, Van. I'm going to bust open this bag, and then you and I are going to give our thoughts on each of the five issues. Obviously, we're not reading it. It's just... We look at the cover. I tell you what the title is, what the date, what the creative team is. Describe the cover for the folks who can't see it. And then on a scale of one to five, you tell me how interested you would be to read it. You know, a five being like, I'd read that quick. You know, one being it can sit on my nightstand for a few weeks before I get to it. Or I would just pawn it off on the next sucker that buys a, a blind bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just eh, maybe I wouldn't read it. Me just, I was uh, wondering how you were going to handle That's good. I was like, how are we supposed to do this if I haven't read them? But you thought of that. Yeah, it's just your gut instinct. Like I said, this is like episode eight or nine. <laughs> We've done this with a few folks. Okay. And I was like, and it just occurred to me today. I was like, I've never done one with Van. He's He's ripe for the plucking. So anyway, I'm opening the bag. There we go. All right. 
I see the opening happening. That's right. And then what I always do is I start with the one that's on the front and then the one that's on the back. The ones you can see, you know, okay. as the buyer. And then we get the three mystery ones in the middle. And then we get the mystery comics. Yeah. You know, when the, the, the grab bags that I used to get from, it was before we even had a Walmart. It was like Big K. Right. A store Big K in the same building that Walmart came in later. And they would have the little plastic bag with three comics in it. Mm-hmm. You never knew what that mystery, <laughs> the cream filling in the Oreo was going to be. Right? It was usually a bad comic. Well, you know, but one time <laughs> I got like a third printing of Star Wars number one. Oh, pretty cool. Yeah. That's what makes grab bags fun is when you get something good from that middle. Yeah. Pack. Plus you buy them because you like what's on the outside. I mean, it's weird. I would rarely try something new with just buying a single comic off the rack. I usually go to my tried and true when I had to spend my 30 cents or my 35 cents. I would go to my tried and true, right? Mm-hmm. I get the Avengers, I get Iron Man, you know, that kind of stuff. But I would get a Thor with the grab bag or I would get a Ghost Rider with the grab mm-hmm. bag or I'd get a Defenders. And I'm like, I wouldn't have spent my precious 30 cents on that, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'll get it in the bag knowing there's added value. You know what I mean? And right. so Expand your universe. Of- yeah, I tried a lot of new things that way. It's really cool. We need to do a show just on that, just on the old grab bags. The old grab. Well, welcome to Grab Bags Surprise Attack. We right. do a show on it. There you go. Well, here's our first one, by the way. It's not that old. I've got Superman Action Comics, mm. it's number 25 from the New 52. And if you'll bear with me one second. And excitement goes like this. This is what happens to a lot of people when I mention like, New 52. I don't know enough about it to have a bad opinion, honestly. <laughs> this is January 2014. Your creative team is Greg Pock and Aaron Cooter. Your cover is a pretty good drawing of a very moody looking Superman, like a storm raging behind him. He's almost in shadow. Yeah. So based on that, just what you've noticed is, like I said, January 2014, New 52 Superman. It says zero year across the top. I saw that. One to five, five being heck yeah, I want to read that right away. You know, three being like eh, in the middle. And one's like, eh, it'll kill wait a while. Where you at? That one to me, I'm going to say about a three, three and a half, maybe. And the reason I say three and a half is because I like Superman and I was always intrigued by action comics. I don't know how it is these days, but I know that when I was a kid, Superman's comics were kind of straightforward Superman doing Superman stuff. Action was the more quirky, kind of interesting things happening that you wouldn't get. Like in the main Superman thing, he'd be beating up Parasite. But in action, he'd be flying the Supermobile. (laughs) Oh, Supermobile. Yeah, you know, it was kind of like the difference between Amazing Spider-Man and Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man. They seem like the same thing. But with different creative teams and a different angle, you get a little something different. So I'm take that one up to three and a half just because it's acting. I have one small bit of news that you have to sort of recalibrate. Um, Mm. I know you've been on the Longbox Crusade a couple of times, but you haven't been around long enough to know this. Havesies are never allowed. No, man. (laughs) No, man. I believe you get your ass kicked saying something like that, man. Unless your name is Joe November. So you have to pick between three and four. Four. Oh, he's going for. I like Superman a lot. Okay. He's not like my favorite character or anything, but I'm always up for a good Superman story. I'm going to give it the three. I don't get excited about New 52, but that's weird because I don't have a reason to. I've just never read it. Yeah, but exactly. Like, but like culturally, every time New 52 comes up, all my friends are like, eh. <laughs> so I'm not filled with enthusiasm. So I was thinking like probably like a two, but then I saw Greg Pock. Well, yeah, know, that, that was another factor. World yes. War Hulk and the James Bond series, mm-hmm. Odd Job, that series, okay. Greg Pock. So 
that bumped it up to a three. So we're pretty yeah, close, three and four. That's true. That was the other thing that got me interested is that it's a writer I know is pretty good writing a character I really I like a lot in a title that has nostalgia for me. And so you add all that together, it goes up to a four. And the cover's pretty cool, too. It is really well-drawn cover. I will definitely give it that. So the second of five coming from the back of the bag, the other one that we can see the cover on, mm-hmm. we're going to back to January of 1999. Okay. For Batman Gotham Adventures. This is the title that's based off the animated series. Your creative team is Templeton and Burkett. Mm-hmm. Ty Templeton? Yes, it's Ty Templeton, Rick Burkett, and Terry Beatty. Again, this is Gotham Adventures number eight from January of 1999. Your cover description basically has this very shrouded looking person who apparently is the hunchback of Notre Dame running up the side of a building with the bat signal kind of illuminating him. It looks like Moon Knight went off his diet. <laughs> he does like a very bulked up Moon Knight he in does. that classic animated style. Yeah, he looks like Moon Knight. The Hunchback of Moon. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I, I haven't recognized either of the artists you've mentioned so far, but I know the writers, and and I have some degree of regard for the writers. Rick Burkett did a ton of the animated series comics. He's like the animated series comics guy. Just for some reference. That's why I don't know him. Okay. Enthusiasm level, sir, one to five. I the only thing is I know that those shows were usually I haven't seen that show, but I know those are usually done pretty well. People tend to like the Batman animated shows. They're usually pretty quality. And usually a DC comic based on them, I'm imagining, would be fairly good. So I'm gonna give that one a two rather than the one that I would if, if I didn't think those things. I'm giving it a, a positive upward trending too. <laughs> I'm not pooing on it. I'm saying I'm surprised I'm not giving it a one. I'm giving it it, it earned another star from me. Okay, fair enough. I am going to give this one a strong four. The only reason I don't give it the full five is because I already own this. I bought this off the shelf in 99. I subscribed to this book. It's great. My favorite thing about Gotham Adventures and pretty much all the bet because it's you got, got kind of retitled a few times over the years, but all the animated series ones, one of the great things about them is they're almost always one and done, like the cartoon. Mm-hmm. And they tell a really good series with really cool art and it's good palate cleanser. Like if you're reading a big story arc and you're like, okay, let me take a break. So strong feelings on this one. I would have given it a five, except I already own it. Yeah, no, that makes sense. All right. Let's get into the meat and the potatoes, sir. The three in the middle. Next up, we have interesting. (laughs) Okay. This is going to take some description from November of 2013. This is also a new 52 comic. It's action comics. Number (laughs) 23.4. Allowed. No. <laughs> exactly. Not allowed on the long boxers. <laughs> and then <laughs> it, what they've done is someone has obviously written across Action Comics to, to change it, say, Metallo number one. Over uh, it. So it's uh, like, I think it's sort of like a, I trademark this phrase, by the way. I think it's a comic that's happening at the same time as 23, and I call that a sinkle. Not a sequel, not a prequel, but a sequel because it's in sync with what's going on at the same time. Well done. Uh, Trademark Jared Albrick 2020. Anyways, your creative team is Sholly Fish is the writer. That's a cool name. Steve Hmm. Pugh is your artist. Cover has like a completely amped up Metallo. Like he's starting to look like a Robotech creation of some kind and he's just blasting green kryptonite energy everywhere and superman's behind him looking like he's not having a good day so that's what i'm seeing on that again that's november of 2013 what Mm. do you think about action comics number 23 point or metallo number one 
Who's the who's the writer? That was a fun name to say. I think it was Sholly Fish. Oh, okay. Yeah, that doesn't help me. So that's not a total demerit. It's just it's not going to help it any. I like that it was supposed to be action comics. I like Metallo. I like a Superman adventure. Uh, I'm going to give that one a three. I'm a little less enthused for some reason, I guess, maybe because of the Greg Pak bump. I'm going to land on a two on this one. Still give it a read and hope to be impressed. Yeah. Uh-oh. Controversy's coming our way. I can feel it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the next one in our stack is from uh, not very old, October of 2016. It is Guardians of the Galaxy number 11, part of the Civil War II crossover. Your creative Don't team play. is Bendis, good friend of Don't. yours. We won't get you wound up. Bendis, Shidi, Isenov. Okay, uh, so you just, you just said Bendis, and then you described him, and then you said Isenov. <laughs> That's not even where the controversy is going to come from. The cover is Arthur Adams, and it's really gorgeous. And your girl is front and center. Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, is front and center, flying around with Ben oh. Grimm and the Guardians of the Galaxy. So you've got a lot to think about here. We have a beautiful Arthur Adams cover with your favorite version of Captain Marvel. This is where the controversy comes in, folks, because this is my least favorite version of Captain Marvel. But She's, uh, no, my favorite Marvel is Marvel. Okay, Carol's, Carol is second. Mm, I'm a Genus Vell guy, number one all the way. I like Genus too. It's just that Peter David ruined him basically. He fixed him, and he just wouldn't leave him alone. He did feel overworked after about 40 years. Oh, my gosh. He felt like he like dough that was getting made into a pizza, and he just never <laughs> would make the freaking pizza. He just kept. <laughs> but I, I go Jeeves, then Monica, then Original, and then Carol. I like her better as Warbird. This is the hill I will die on. All right, here we go. Marvel, Carol, Jeeves, and Phyla. Where's Monica? Monica. Oh, man. Told you, controversy. I like her fine as anybody other than Captain Marvel. She just had nothing to do with Captain Marvel. Now, see, I like that in the movie they connected her to Carol very strongly. And I'm looking forward to Captain Marvel, too, because I'm imagining that we're going to see her as Photon or whatever she calls herself. And that's great. I love her as a character. I just she's the only one that really has no connection to the family. That's fair. Kind of a name only thing. I could see that. No. Yeah. Anyway. Let's get back to Guardians of the Galaxy well, number 11. Let's explain the problem here. The problem is, as you said, is it's it looks great. It's got Carol in the Captain Marvel suit on the cover. All of that is five, 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 five for me. And then you said the author, the writer is Bendis, mm-hmm. which is a negative eight billion for me. Mm-hmm. And so I once heard a rumor. He, he said something disparaging about you in oh, public. Yeah. I said something disparaging about him. <laughs> It's like the the Biggie Tupac beef of nerds. I've got the uh, the MP3 file on the computer upstairs. <laughs> I've got it. I actually I actually thought I'd lost it, but I found it. <laughs> sent it to me. He sent it to me and said, "Wow, Bendis really didn't have good things to say about you." I'm like, son of a. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with that backstory in mind, what are you going to do? If he wrote it, I can't go below one. One is the lowest you can go. One. Okay. With a bullet. I'll give it a two because I actually have a good Bendis story. He and I have good history. Again, though, I am not jazzed about this era of Captain Marvel, so that's why it's kind of stuck at a two. But, man, that Arthur Adams cover is great. She looks good there. Looks nice. All right, Van. Last one. Last one. Last one. And I need you to be completely honest on this one. This is a safe (laughs) place. We are in a safe place, okay? Oh, boy. I it's it's going to be more controversial than Bendis. I don't know. I can't imagine what you're about to whip out. <laughs> We're going to December of 2012. 
for My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, number two. Written by Katie Cook, art by Andy Price. I got some original Price art. Do you? Ramira. Yeah, I met him at Dragon Con, I guess. It's IDW. It's My Little Pony. Good Lord. Thanks to Mira. I know the ponies backwards and forwards. I'm down. I give that a, a strong three. Okay. Strong upward twinning three. I mean, I'd put that one ahead of everything except that first action comics tonight. Wow. Okay. He's strong on that. But you've got the background on it because uh, your daughter's been reading it and you've got into it. And how old is she? She's 12 now, but she was 12 she now. Had- for years, yeah. The weird part is Van's collection goes back 15 years and his daughter's 12, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> I don't have it. No, I'm just messing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm going to give it a one in that it just, I've never gotten into it. Now, my wife, she likes the ponies. So she mm. would she would enjoy this. And I have boys, so it's just not a universe I've ever really gotten into. Sure. I have heard, though, in fairness, that this sort of era of ponies with the cartoon and this comic was actually pretty well done. So it is. don't take my one as a boo ponies. It's just like, I mean, I will read it. Just not that excited about it. Dude, I've got friends that are card carrying bronies. Bronies, man. They're, they are a thing. Yeah. Oh, All yeah. Right. They like derpy hooves and uh, the Doctor Who. I've actually got a Doctor Who's t-shirt upstairs. Doctor Who. Huge. <laughs> yeah. It's the pony that has an hourglass on his butt and dresses like David Tennant. I didn't know that was a thing. That's funny. That's a thing. It's awesome. Yeah, I've got it. And uh, it's a big hit at conventions. All the young ladies come up to me like, it's Dr. Who's. I'm like, <laughs> yes, yes. It's I him. am down. <laughs> I'm hip. He's hip and he is with it. Mm-hmm. So doing some math over here, it looks like this episode's champion of the bag is from January 2014, Action Comics number 25 by Greg Pock and Aaron Cooter. <laughs> There you go. Congratulations, Action Comics number 25. You are champion of the bag. And it looks like our aggregated reading order would be we Mm -hmm. would first read Action Comics, then we'd read Gotham Adventures, then we would read Action Comics 23.4 slash Patella 1, then we'd read Pony, and then we'd read Guardians 11. That's our aggregated score. Now, I know that you would probably read them Action Comics, Pony, Mm -hmm. Tallow, Batman... Guardians, right? I would take the cover off the Guardians and throw the rest out of the trap. (laughs) I'd frame that cover. That's gorgeous. You did a great job. (laughs) I wasn't told there was going to be math. Ah, It's okay. (laughs) Well, now it is time to give these comics away. One lucky Crusaders Club member is about to be selected. These comics are going to be delivered right to their front door. So what I need from you, Van, is to go ahead and pull the randomizer. Congratulations to Sean Urbanski. Your name came out of the randomizer. And that's it for this episode of Grab Bag Surprise Attack. Thank you to the Crusaders Club members who support us here at the Longbox Crusade Network. Now, how often will these episodes come out? Well, that really depends on how often I can find these bags as they pop up at my stores. Rest assured, whenever I see one, there will be another grab bag surprise attack. Thanks for being here, Van. Oh, man, it's awesome. Thanks for thinking of me. All right, bye, everyone. The music themes for this show are done by musical genius Joe November. Please check out his SoundCloud at joseflin99. That's J-O-S-E-F-L-I-N-99. 
You will not regret it.